Hey everybody, welcome to the John D Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome back for episode number 24. That's right, Vente Quattro. Yes, that's right. Now listen, this episode uh, is going to be a little bit of a different one. Um, we've I've, I've had guests on the show before, but uh, this one's going to have uh, an old buddy of mine, one of my old hockey friends, a guy I used to pal around with up in the old uh, Northern Virginia area there. Uh, my my buddy Dustin, he goes by the the stage name Dustin Romano, so <laughs> he'll understand that. Um, so yeah, he's he's my guest on the show today. We had a great time recording last night. It was really fun. Uh, the audio did get a little wonky at one point. A couple times, and basically, I just I didn't have my phone in airplane mode, and uh, my bad, my bad. All right, let's not get all crazy. Yes, so this is um, this was recorded on Thursday, November nineteenth, but I'm posting this on Friday, November twentieth. Um, but yeah, I had a great time with Dustin. He's a like I said, he, he I talk about it in the interview. You know, he he really was at one point. Uh, like a little brother to me, you know. He was a good dude. He's a good dude. Uh, we talk about, you know, old, you know, we, we catch up a little bit. Uh, we talk about old old beer league stories, uh, old working at an ice rink stories, uh, and everything that goes with that as far as, you know, playing hockey, uh, working as a scorekeeper in the beginner's league. You know, you just sit there and watch some of the worst hockey ever. Uh but also, Dustin knew me back when I was doing, well, I was first doing stand-up. And he used to come to a lot of my shows and stuff like that. And he was very, very much an encouraging friend as far as, uh, uh, you know, having a career. And he's been very encouraging as far as having this podcast. So, I just, I had him on the show. Because, um, yeah, so we talk about Wiseacres. But also, we talk about, uh, we talk about sports. Guy knows his shit. I don't always agree with him, but he knows his stuff. And uh, so I had to have him on the show. We talk about NHL and some other sports talk. And, uh, yeah, so lay back, enjoy. <laughs> it was a it was a fun conversation. It was a really cool thing to do with him. And uh, so enjoy my conversation with Dustin Romano. Uh, he didn't want to go by his real last name, so... Although, uh, what it, Liz came up with the uh, Romano thing. I don't know why, but also she. We were talking about it today. We probably should have called him Dustin Smith and Doe. <laughs> so, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, to episode number twenty-four, Vente Quattro, of the John D Podcast. Please enjoy my conversation with my old buddy Dustin. There he is. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Welcome to the show. It is good to hear from the John D. Miller. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. Welcome to uh, the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. And uh, this is my guest today, Dustin, my old, my old hockey buddy. Um, Dustin, who was asked to go anonymous last name. <laughs> uh but yeah, Liz said I should call you Dustin Romano. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, 
So we'll go with that. How about that? That works perfect for me. Yeah, Dustin Romano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the places I could go with that right now. <laughs> I know, probably nowhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, ladies and gentlemen. So, all right. So, listeners out there uh, in uh, John D. Miller land, this is Dustin. This is a buddy of mine. I have known him for a very long time. I'm gonna do an intro to the segment before i actually do it you've heard the show before um but uh yeah so dustin i'm known for jesus christ i don't even know how long um you ready you ready to feel old you ready to feel real old here uh probably so i i started let's see i hadn't turned 16 yet and i just turned 40 so yeah yeah exactly yeah well, fuck my life. All right. Uh, <laughs> you, you and me both, man. <laughs> How have you been, man? So, so tell my tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, where where you're from, what you're doing. Because you're doing a little bit of a radio spot here, so let's let's go ahead and talk to the people. Yeah. So you figure you and I met because we both were working at an ice rink in Northern Virginia called Fairfax the, Ice Arena. Exactly. Name drop in there. They they're going to you should uh you should make them pay you for doing that by the way. Otherwise known as fuck it all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think we bonded literally over Beavis and Butthead. That's another thing. You tell how old we are at this point. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was it was some sort of Beavis and Butthead back and forth, and it was just like you got the joke immediately, and that was it. And now here we are, 25, 26 years later, whatever it is, and and yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think the joke was uh, no, well, maybe not. I don't know. I think one of them was um, where Butthead blew up the rocket ship <laughs> <laughs> with a firecracker, and he goes. And that was the first time a teacher ever went to space. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was that one, and it was the one with the the spatula. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's the spatula? <laughs> yeah, that's no, no. It was, uh, where's the frying pan? That, that was, was it. <laughs> under the under the bag. <laughs> oh, here's a spatula too. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, hey, how are you? I'm Butthead. I remember, I remember my old man was coming. In, God, this is how how young I was. My old man was actually coming in to pick me up because my shift was over, and you and I were going back and forth with that. And my dad used to sit there and watch Beavis and Butthead with me, and I remember on the car ride home, he was just like, "What are you? Where are you working?" I'm like, "Hey, man, don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. We're just getting drunk and exactly, <laughs> exactly. Don't worry about it. We're just." We're just getting them drunk and taking them out, you know, skate garden and uh, playing hockey. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to worry about at all. It's not like he's not going to – well, then you figure their worst nightmare came true when I was still working there a dozen years later. So, yeah. Well, it, it fucking shit happens. Um, no, all right. So, Dustin and I, uh, longtime hockey buddies. So, anybody on the show who listens to the show who doesn't believe me that I actually played hockey, I did. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I was not that great at it. Um, although I do tell my wife that I could, I could hit pretty good, and uh, I was a good passer. And she's like, "Okay, I guess." And <laughs> there was a yeah. reason, John. There was a reason that that once I started playing in the men's league, there, I never played on a team against you. I always made sure you were on my team. 
<laughs> it's like I was not going to stand in front of the net and have you hack away at me. It's like, nope, nope, he's on my team. Yeah. Well, I, you know, lumberjack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, all right. So, so you're my evidence of proof that, uh, yeah. I was a I was a hockey player at one point and uh, and a hockey coach. Don't forget that I was a hockey coach, not a good one. Um, I'm not sure what I really taught those people other than um, stay in position. That was pretty much the entire. Just stay in your fucking position. Exactly. You know, Stop pinching. Stop fucking pinching. Yeah, that was pretty much the whole thing that I just kept telling people. Like, why are you in the corner when you're supposed to be over here? Stop it. The beauty of coaching men's league hockey, especially at, at the beginner level, is that it's like when you take your dog to the dog park and somebody throws a ball and all the dogs go running after the ball. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing with like beginner league hockey. Like it's just... Yeah, it reminded me of playing soccer when I was five. Right. Uh, <laughs> you just everybody's around the ball and you're just kicking it in like a concentric circle and uh, nobody's going anywhere or doing anything. It was, uh, uh, it was interesting. Um, all right. So let's, let's talk real quick. So what have you been up to my friend since, uh, Dustin Romano, <laughs> since I have, um, <laughs> since I have talked to you last time, which has been, so dude, you were like a little brother to me at one point and then, and, uh, I'm, I feel bad that we kind of lost touch, but we've reconnected. But your, you know, your friendship is one of those things where it's like, you know, we spend ten minutes catching up, and then it's like we haven't lost it. Exactly, lost exactly. Um, so, what have you been up to? I know you got a wife and you got a kid. Yeah, I got a four. It's going to turn four in about a month. So that's wow. yeah. I never, I never would have thought that would have happened, but it did. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Eh, right? You're in the same boat as me, kind of, right? You know. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, in, in like three years, he'll tell you he hates you. Right. <laughs> other than that it'll be it'll be awesome yeah i mean hopefully he won't i'm just saying like, no no he will trust me he's got he's got a lot of my personality in him and i know it's just a matter of time yeah now there, there's there's times that my son sits there and he's just like you know he just he does something totally freaking stupid and I'm just like, all right, well, that yeah, that's my kid. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then there's other times where he, like, the other day where he just kept rubbing his face on the glass <laughs> of, the, of the sliding glass door we have in the back of our house. And I'm, I looked at my wife. I'm like, that's that's your kid. Right? That's <laughs> that's a, I take I take no credit for that, that one. <laughs> nope, I never did that when I was young. I, maybe at a basket Robbins, but never on a sliding glass door in the back of a house. It's never, that's, that never happened. He so. was, he was sitting there yesterday or maybe it was the day before. And you know, those, uh, those like veggie sticks, those veggie, they're like little veggie fries, whatever they are. Yep, yep. Yeah. 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 My mom used to shit out of those and thinks they're good for it. Exactly. Well, he does too. Exactly. Right. <laughs> he, he realized that he could fit more than four of them in his mouth at the same time. <laughs> And it was in that moment where I'm like, don't do that. Oh, okay. He's mine. All right. You're mine. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, dude. I know the Heimlich. Don't worry. Yeah. It's just those moments when you have a kid. Um, and I think at one point you were kind of like me where you were like, I'm never going to have a kid. But now I, I got married 
older, older, I mean, I was older than you and I got later and stuff like that. But I think we both had kind of a, a mentality in life where we were just like, yeah, this is, we're never going to get married. And have who, Like who wants to, who would want to procreate with us? Right. You know, like, exactly. Who wants, who wants me crawling on top of them? Like, Not even that. Just the, <laughs> yes. I mean that part too. Yes. But also just the, the fact of like the, like, you know, you're just like, uh, nobody wants to have my spawn. Right. And, <laughs> and then you find somebody who does want to and then you end up having a kid and you're like wow and then you end up watching it's been one of it's one of the craziest things especially with all this stuff and with the you know the virtual learning that my kids been Mm -hmm. going through and all stuff like that just to sit there just watch them sometimes like you know I look over at him and I'm just sitting there. Yes, he's doing virtual school and it's tough and it's stuff like that. But I look over and he's just spinning around in his chair, just <laughs> like he he's just looking at the ceiling fan and he's like spinning at the same speed as the ceiling fan. And I'm like, yeah, that's my kid. You know what? <laughs> that skill like that will come in very handy if he ever wants to become a, a, a hockey scorekeeper for men's league hockey. Yeah, worse hockey. Ever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Being able to spin around in a chair real fast, it helps, man. Like, it totally does. Uh, I miss those days, man. I miss the old beer league days and the old, uh, as they say, the old beer league days. But I miss doing the old uh, scorekeeping um, because, like, you know, we'd sit there in the in the scorekeeper booth and we would just sit there and just be like, well, what the fuck was that guy doing? Right. Like, it was just like, what is he just like, this is awful. Like, this is off, you know, and then some guy with, like, you know, the tripod that could be like, exactly. trying, to, <laughs> trying to skate up the ice. And, you know, like, you're not going anywhere. My uh, favorite was was the ones where if you, like, they needed their stick for balance, like you're saying, the tripod, but they, they couldn't do a circle without the stick being on the ice. They were like a protractor, you know? Yeah. Like, if you kick the stick yeah. away, it's like, boom, that's it right there in their head. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah, go. You're done. I got to say, though, <laughs> I... At one point, I actually did the math on it, and I was doing, God, I was scorekeeping something like 600 to 650 games a year. Jesus Christ. You're, you're telling me, man. I mean, it, that was, that, that like, when I die and get sent to hell, I know I'm going to have to scorekeep again. Like, I just, I just, I just know <laughs> what's going to happen. Like, well, as long as you got a little box heater fan. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to have to worry about it being too cold, but, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that though? It was like the, the little box heater fan that was in the corner of the of the booth, and you would just sit there and huddle next to it, and and then it would start uh, acting up. So you'd have to kick the shit out of it a few times to get it to go go yeah. going. Then it would smell like it was burning. So you'd have to open the door. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough reminiscing. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but you also knew me um, back in the day when I was doing uh, early early comedy. Which uh, I just I just recorded with Mark Matusoff the other day. Yeah, I listened to it. Was, it was good to hear from him again, man. I hadn't heard from him. It's been so damn yeah, long. He, yeah, it's been a while, man. It's been it's been crazy. And then um, tomorrow I'm getting ready to record with Al Goodwin. Beautiful, big Al, yeah. man. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a good episode coming up. But um, I know, like, like you know, back in the like you knew me back in the day when I was doing the which was a Wednesday. You knew me back in the day. <laughs> When I was doing stand up, uh, and especially when I was young, um, do you have any any stories that you uh, 
you want to share with the the people, my listeners, about uh, when I was starting out or anything you remember? Yeah, the first thing I remember was when you actually told me, because you didn't tell me at first that you'd started doing comedy. And then, right. you know, you told me about you were doing it. And, and, and you know, I didn't believe you at first because I never, well, I always knew you were a funny dude, but I never figured you to be someone who wanted to do stand-up, you know? Right. And it was it was when I went out and saw you those first few times. And this was back when you were just, like doing open mics and then doing a little bit of uh, what the hell they call it, like the MCing, you know, where you do the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what the hell. They yeah, call it. I see. I don't. This, I'm not. I'm. I'm like the only person you're gonna have on here who's never been in the business. You know, I just sat in the back of the room with you guys and drank. Like that's like. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll probably. I'm sure. I'll have, well, I hopefully I'll have more than just comics on here, but we'll see. I gotta. Uh, anyways, this never mind. Um, yeah. So go ahead. And you know, the crazy thing about it was that like. I could see at the beginning where it was like, man, you've got this, you've got a knack for this. You guys have, you, you know, you really, you know, kind of, you got your timing thing down. It was always just a matter of you being confident enough. But, I, you know, the first, the first show that you ever took me to was the one where it was the last time that Lewis Black actually did uh, headlining That's at funny. Wiseacres. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That was. You know, yeah, it was funny because uh, Lewis Black made like a thousand dollars that weekend, and I was buying him. Bucks. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just the fact that I just wanted to stand there and talk to him because it was Lewis Black. But but you know what? I I will say this: <clears throat> from that day on, every time I saw him, and I saw him in obviously the DC Improv, I saw yeah, I would see him mm-hmm. there. I saw him a couple times in New York. He always would see me and go, oh, hey, John, how's it going? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Because yeah. I gave him vodka tonics and some cigs. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty, that pretty much it. <laughs> it was great, though. Yeah. The, the great thing about that, though, was watching the way that you were able to, to take your act and go from having, you know, a solid five minutes to a solid 10 to a solid 15. And that, that first time you featured – which again was at Wiseacres. You see that weekend of featuring. It was hilarious, man. Because I, I I made the mistake of going to like the the first uh, Friday night show because I wanted to go to the early one, see like the first one. God damn, you were nervous, man. Uh, pro- yeah, probably. But <laughs> but I ended up going to like I went to that one, then I went to like the Saturday one, and by the Saturday one, it's like you had it down, man. You were just you were just firing stuff off, and it was, you know, it was it was cool to see someone whom I I knew before that, you know. And to see you just kind of morph into to you know being the stand-up comic that I mean, that one joke, I've told you this before, that one joke that you came up with, that construction one. And I don't know if you do you want to set it up or do you want me to, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, but that was actually I think I had actually moved back to Richmond when I wrote that, didn't you? I? might have. Or it might have been yeah. right before you moved to Richmond. Yeah. No, it was um it was where uh it was where I was like, oh, I've been working construction. And they got these foremen. They run around. They're like managers at a normal job. And they run around. They're like, hey, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. And I'm like, hey, man, settle down, dude. Rome was not built in a day. And neither was this fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you chill out there, Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> There's at least one or two times a month where I'll be at work, you know, doing my job. And I'll get an right. email from my boss like, "This is a rush. Needs to be." Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah, "Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither will this email." Yeah. Like, don't worry. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just remember um, 
doing that joke and then driving home like the first time I ever did it and then driving. So I was somewhere driving and I was like, why don't you chill out there, Caesar Augustus? <laughs> and I literally pulled over on the side of the highway, like hazards on flashing, like, you know, and I just wrote yeah. down like, chill out, Caesar Augustus. <laughs> and <laughs> as I put my car back into gear, which I had a stick shift at the time, put my car back into that gear. Was still the Vol- was that, was that still the Volvo? No, no, no. It's uh, actually it might be no. Yes, it was might have been the blue. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I put my car back into gear and I'm driving away. And as I'm driving away, um, it was either. Anyways, I'm driving away. I see a state trooper had pulled up on the shoulder and turned his lights on, and I just drove off. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy didn't yeah. do anything. He just turned his lights off and kept on going. I was like shit all right well. it's like dude i'm good i just came up with comedy gold man like i'm all right <laughs> yeah i was just writing down my comedy joke dude leave me alone bro. i fought the law in my right exactly one, right? <laughs> it's the way it fucking goes dude. i think you know one of the most memorable things that i remember from those early days though was you know you used to be able to get me into wiseacres when i was when i was underage you know i was i, I think i was like well, let's not tell. Okay, you. when I was pretending to be underage. No, it's um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were actually twenty-four, but you were pretending. Yeah, nineteen. It was it was an experiment. Yeah. I was a sociology major at the time. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sociology! I used to smoke so much weed when I took that class. It probably uh, would have helped me if I'd done that. That's why I dropped it, even after taking it pass fail. <laughs> Anyways, um, but. No, no, I remember you used to come, but but you were, I mean, you, well, you could come in, you didn't have, yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of got you in there and stuff like that, but you know what, one of the things was, I always liked about you was that, um, I think you're, I always thought you were a smart kid, and um, that was why we kind of bonded, because, you know, you're a few years younger than me, but at the same time, I, I thought you had a good intellect, um, I liked your appreciation of comedy, and you know what, if you, I get you in there. Like, you know, I, I wanted you to be able, because I was hoping and thinking that maybe one day you might go down the same path as to what I had been doing, which was stand up, which you never did. Oh, no, it's not even lazy. It is, it it is being pure chicken shit, dude. It is being pure coward. I'm a pure coward when it comes to that, man. Standing, standing, the, the idea of standing up in front of people and having them judge you. Just like it doesn't work for me. There was no way because I, I thought about doing open mics and stuff, and I'm like, no, no, because there's no way. Like it just it was never gonna it was never gonna happen, you know. And I've even thought about it like now, where I'm like, ah, oh, I could come up with some stuff, and I'm like, who are you kidding? Like one person's gonna say something to you, you're gonna start cursing at him or something like that. It's like it's you know, don't don't bother. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> exactly. uh, I did. I definitely had I had moments, but. Uh... No, but you know, but there's some redemption in it. Um, so yeah, but anyways, so no, but I, I saw a little glimmer of hope in you, and then uh, oh, very quickly, <laughs> I was I was just happy to sit. Let me sit in the back. Let me drink. A, let me nurse a few beers, and then just hang out with the comics because that was the bond that 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 I'd say about maybe a half a dozen to a dozen of you all had at that time. Cause uh, Mark Matusoff was yeah. talking about it. You know, that, that vibe, that, that whole scene that you guys had going on at Wiseacres, it was, 
it was really cool to be around that, you know, back in, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, because it was, it was yeah. so many, there were so many of you who were, who were eager and hungry and at the same time friends, but at the same time wanted to be the one to break out more than the other person. And it was, yeah, it was weird. It was like we were friends. And yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was almost like competition in it's in its purest form, but at the same time you all were feeding off of each other, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely, you're definitely right about that. It was um, one of those things. And that's one of the things I was talking with Mark about um, off, off the show when we were talking about other stuff was just the fact that, you know, it really, I don't, I would never give up all the years of going to wise acres and doing all those shows um, for anything because it just, it taught me a lot about mm-hmm. life, taught me a lot about things in general, just about, you know, you're going to hit adversity. You're going to hit um, things where you're, you're just going to have to work for things. And one of the things it did was, you know, you know, but I had, but it also taught me that people can believe in you. Yes. And if you, if you work hard and you show what you got, then people will believe in you. And I, and I think that's one of the things that, it really taught me about life is it just, you just, if you work hard, you do what you do, you, you, you know, you do your stuff, you show up, you be professional, you do what you got to do. It will get you places in life. And yeah, I, I've never forgotten that. And, um, you know, my last shitty restaurant job, um, t- <laughs> taught me that hey, that's one of the things you got to do, man, show up and be professional and make some clean. Right? It is shout air. <laughs> 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 exactly but it but it really did it taught me a lot and and then and then and one of the bonds i made i mean obviously my buddy my buddy Tom <laughs> i love when you uh, do that by the way <laughs> that's, always... that's his <laughs> voicemail that's what he it's been on his voicemail since like you know 2001 or something i will like i will my favorite what tom he... handcuff tom handcuff moment i don't think actually had anything to do with him my my 21st birthday he will hear this by okay. the way, just so you know, because he listens to all this. Okay. So will his mother. My my twenty first birthday, the <laughs> the uh the bar that you were working at at the time. I don't know if you want to want to drop names or nothing, anything like that. Okay. Yeah, fast Eddie's. I talked about yeah. last time. Yeah, so yeah. of course you had a comedy show that night. And it was it was Yes. That's Manassas. right. That's right. It was a Manassas. Yeah, Well, I started getting I started getting frick. drunk there because why I say frick, I don't know. And then and then we went over to Fast Eddie's. And then I just got completely right. torn to, you know, to pieces. And uh, I was getting a ride back with, uh, with, with, uh, it was not, it was, it was a uh, John, it was John and Jimmy and all them were there, but John had that Jeep. Of course that had no doors on it or anything like that. And as I'm, you know, I thought I was yeah. the Jeep. Okay. and as they, they put me into the Jeep, you know, strapped me in and everything like that. Of course there's a cop in the parking lot and I just start screaming at him. <laughs> Like an idiot. Yeah, you were screaming. I was like, I was like, shut the fuck up. So then, so then you, you go down. Uh, it's a fifty. Lee High Arlington Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, you're like, woo! And then I just see the top of the blue light. Go I got, I got loose out of the thing somehow and just started flailing my arms around and screaming, "Arrest me! Arrest me, motherfucker! Arrest me!" Yeah. 
So this is the funny part. This is the kicker. This is the thing that's funny. And, and when Tom hears this, he'll, he might remember. So then we go to the <laughs> 7-Eleven, <laughs> which is literally right around the corner. It was like halfway between my apartment and yeah, where Fast yeah. Eddie's was. I don't know if I was even working at Fast Eddie's. I was just hanging out. But anyways, we go in and we pull in the parking lot. And there is, uh, I guess it was Torres. I don't know. It was taking a. He was driving. He was the only one test. that night that didn't drink. And the, and, the, and the cop, and the cop, in my drunken opinion, he looked exactly like Tom Hancock. And the whole time I'm like, why is Tom arresting me? I didn't do anything to him. <laughs> like, and John's like, dude, it's not Tom. Just stop. I'm like, no, Tom's arresting me. What the hell, man? Like, yeah, John Dagley. Yeah. No, but I just remember us like getting out. And, uh, at one point you were like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and we, Tom and I just went inside and got nachos and, uh, <laughs> some whatever else stuff and then we went back to my apartment and <laughs> and uh but but i knew but i knew i mean i knew jimmy was yeah. fine so he was gonna be all right but i was just like yeah i i don't the I funny thing was the cop <laughs> like he he takes my license and he looks at it and he's like oh oh happy birthday i'm like thank you <laughs> it's like you know you almost got your friend arrested i looked over at jimmy i'm like i'm so sorry man i'm so sorry <laughs> Well, what do you? Well, fuck. We're not going to talk about legality, but I mean, what would he? He wouldn't have gotten arrested for anything. Fuck that shit. Um. Anyways, yeah. That and that and I think riding in the back of uh, that little hatchback that Tom had when we used to when we go down to Arlington to uh, to Mister Days and stuff like that. And you figure between you, me, and him, somehow I was the smallest one, so I had to ride in the hatchback. Yeah, yeah, a little exactly. Honda CRX. <laughs> Thing was a tiny. It was like driving. <laughs> I was like the, uh, I was like your like a like a dog just sitting in the back there. It's like, how you doing back there? It's like I'm okay. I'm fine. Don't hit any more bumps, please. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, settle down there. Settle down there, cargo. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it was it was a blast hanging out with you all back in the day, man. It really was because I mean, for you know, I mean, as young as I was at that point, just to be able to to hang out with with a bunch of comics all the time. I mean, that was God, that was awesome. I miss that. I really do. Yeah, well, you know, when you get to hang out with a bunch of older dudes, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sort of depends on who you are. <laughs> you all vouched for me. That's all I needed. <laughs> No, but I remember, um, you know, when I was your age at that time, you know, I was hanging out mm-hmm. with people like Kosher and Brian Dawson and stuff like that. And I'm name dropping here and people are like, who the fuck are them? <laughs> but anyways, it was just one of those things where like in life where you get to that kind of age where they, you're just kind of like right there, but you're yep. not quite. And a uh, couple couple cool older dudes are like, come on, man. It's just... It, <laughs> Every time I watch Days and Confused, <laughs> I always think about that one scene where the kid gets in the car and he's like, "You got a joint on you, man." And he's like, "He's like, no, not on me." He's like, "Man, be like, cool if you did." But you know, it's like it's, it was just like, and not yeah. even necessarily that, but it was just also it was just kind of like that cool kind of like you know, people who see something in you or like you're younger but you're you know also kind of older, so. And that's how we became Amen. friends. And then we started playing hockey together, and it got yeah. even better. Yeah. 
So do you, you got any hockey stories? John, I think there was there was one Indian. season, and I forget what year it was because that's that's how life is these days. But we uh, right. when when uh, when we were playing on the Wild, and that oh, was the okay. season yeah, yeah. we uh, we as a team, I think got close to five hundred penalty minutes total, and it was. Like, like the guy who was running the league, Todd, who was running the league, actually had to adjust the rules at the end of the year because there, we had so many game misconducts and so many suspensions out of that. Like, we led the league in points, we led the league in goals, and we led the league in penalty minutes. It was, it was, God, that was a beautiful season. Yeah. It was. It was, that was one of the funny. I think that was one of, I, I know exactly the season you're talking about, which I, I love that. I have some of my jerseys that are hanging in my basement in like little shadow uh-huh. boxes that my wife made. And that was one of the nicest one I had. And and so it says like in the boxes, it has like Miller and my number kind mm-hmm. of folded over on the sleeve. And they're really beautiful. And, but that was one of the ones I was like, fuck, I wish I had that, that jersey. But um no, but that season was, that's probably one of the most fun seasons I've ever had because like I would literally like score exactly. and punch in the exactly. face. <laughs> we had we had that one game that, that just... season, John. You probably remember this, where where when I was cutting in, I was cutting in on uh, on the left side, and I could tell this guy was gonna slash the hell out of me. And I was just waiting for him to slash right. me. Of course he slashed me. I just let the puck go and just cross-checked him as hard as I could. And he went sliding down to the corner. Yep. And, you know, we ended up getting to a tussle. And then the goalie for their team came out and, like, I don't know, tried to get involved with me or something like that. And then you ended up holding his arms back while I started punching him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was trying to fight him myself, honestly. I really was. I was trying to fight him. I know. So he just grabbed his arms. I was like, I'll punch him for you. No problem. I was like, all right. Well, you just go ahead and punch him. I'll just stand here and then, you know, fucking whatever. And then somebody from there, you know, somebody else grabbed me and I elbowed him in the face. And then I was like, hold on. I'm holding your goalie back. I'm trying to make sure he gets his butt whooped. We had that game. Remember when we played at the old Capitol Center? And God, yep. what, what that game was something silly where where was I had like two goals and you had two goals. I don't know. It was like one of the few times we played on a line together. No, you know, no, and no, like... no, no. Yeah, we played on a line together and uh, I had okay. four assists. You had four goals. I set you up so crucial. It was, so I mean, it was, it was, and you had, you used to have that picture. And you then, had no, the most no, awesome here... picture from that. I forgot who took that picture, but it was. Oh, uh, it was, uh, okay. it was Albie's old girlfriend. But but you know what happened? I never got to all those games we played. What you know, it's where the Caps used to play, right? And all those times, all those games we played there, I never scored a goal. I I had a ton of assists. I had some, but that's you know, that was kind of the story of my career. Uh, if you <laughs> Don't forget it. the suspensions. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was. <laughs> but um, there was, there was one game we were playing. We come down. It's you and me. It's a two-on-one. The guy, the defenseman, basically just slips and kind of <laughs> falls out of the way. It's you and me. You pass me the puck, right? All I have to do is shoot it. I look up, and behind the glass, sitting outside, right. Adam Oates <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> from the Caps. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Adam Oates. <laughs> it's and then I look down, the puck is gone. Like, God damn it. 
like one of the all-time assist leaders in the NA, in NHL history is standing right there watching us play me play hockey. And where's the puck? Fuck, I don't know where. And he and you know he was sitting there saying to himself, <laughs> "It's like goddamn men's league." Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's probably like worst hockey ever. Probably. Although I don't know, like, but he was still sitting there watching that that know. that year that he coached the Caps. Man, that was that was kind of the worst hockey ever, at least from a Caps fan standpoint. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that. All right, so let's. Uh, all right, so let's. Let's let's move on. Well, no, no, no. But we got to, you know, because I keep my episodes about an hour. You got it. You, you got. You got to give your line now. You got to say, "I'm not going to have this one be too long. This one's not going to run too long." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be too long. I appreciate yeah. you being a fan of the show. Um. So, but, um, well, shit, I don't want to jump around. Oh, yeah, well, let's do that then. We'll go to that. Because, no, but, but one of the things, and one of the reasons why, <laughs> one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted you to, to bring you on the show is because I have always appreciated, um, and not always agreed, but have appreciated your, um, your knowledge, your studying of sports. Um, and, you know, and the fact that you, you know, it's one of the things I tell my son, and I know you're going to tell your son this, is that you don't just appreciate a team. Amen. You appreciate a sport. Yeah. And um, so, one, I want to talk to you about, because I, I want to do this a couple months ago, what did you think about the NHL playoffs and the bubble and stuff? That, like that was, you know, at the beginning, I was really excited for it, but – not having an actual crowd there, that was tough for me to watch. I don't know why. I never really thought the crowd would matter that much to me. But like towards the end, it just I, I I found myself not watching as much as I thought I was going to. And you know, I don't know. It was weird. It just was weird. Well, it did, didn't seem I did right. Because my cats were sucking. No, I, I just said I was like, I'm saying I'm like, I just <laughs> <my cats were laughs> sucking, but <laughs> They they looked like they were skating in hiking boots. Like they really did. Like they looked awful. Um, no, I agree with you. I think that it was uh, it was one of those things where you're just like, what what is this? And the, the way yeah. they had the gray coverings over it. But at the same time, if they were gonna do it, it was it was definitely a oh great definitely no they pulled that off. The um, way they were able to pull that off and keep everybody healthy was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Right. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. And, and you know, the way the players, a lot of, you know, a lot of players had to, um, you know, take seven, eight, nine weeks away. Could you imagine family. doing that, by the way? Um, just just being uh, no. stuck in a hotel room or at no. a rink for, for basically two months straight. Oh, no. I mean, it's one, it's one reason why, I mean, well, you know, I, I still did a little bit of comedy. Um, even after my son was born, but I mean, I, I got an offer. <clears throat> I, don't know I got, a, I know, but I got, a, I got an offer at one point to do a, a, a pretty good sized tour um, across like the Southwest mm-hmm. Texas, stuff like that. Opening for a comic who will remain unnamed. And I was like, dude, I, no, like, you know, I got a seven month old son. I'm not doing that. Um, and it would have paid really good and it would have been nice and it probably got me a lot of exposure, but 
I've been gone for weeks. And I, I just. It's rough, man. It's rough. Yeah. Um, and so I think for, for what the players did to uh, have, you know, to, to do that, what they did, I think was, awesome. uh, you know, one thing I really liked watching um, was a lot of mm-hmm. the, the reunion mm-hmm. videos with the, the players like coming home and like, uh, I forgot who it was. I forgot who it was. I forgot who it was, but it was, um, uh, God damn it. I think it was from the, the, one of the dudes from the stars, but it was him going home and him like walking out in, into like the garage, like, into, yeah. like you know, driving garage in his giant fucking house. <laughs> but no, but it was his, his two daughters running up to him and just being like, daddy, we missed you. And it was just like, it was cool. Like, you know, and even as young as they, they were, I think they understood mm-hmm. what he was doing, what he was trying to do. Um, Here's the crazy thing awesome, about it too, so. is that a lot of people don't realize if you are playing and this is, this is true with all four major professional sports. When you reach the playoffs, you're not getting paid for that. Like you're not, you've already, the salary that you earn, like, you know, if you're making $2 million a year, you earn that during the regular season. You know, the only thing you earn is, is you get like what they call a playoff share, but that is minuscule compared to what you normally earn. You know? Now is that, yeah. Is that really every league? Well, I know that, I know that's in the NHL and that's one thing I always tell, tell Liz, uh, my wife, you know, is that I always tell, you know, I just, reiterate to her and and to my son is that these players aren't getting paid now they are literally playing for a championship they they want to win a championship that's the biggest thing that they're doing that's the biggest thing they're going for that's it that's all it matters to them they've made their money you know they they could they could fake an injury and go home and you know whatever you know yeah i I pulled my butt muscle or something like that and and just leave but that's not what they're there for. Yes, they get paid. Yes, they get, you know, whatever kind of amounts of money. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that, and that is, that's one of the biggest thing in sports. To be honest, I mean, I know people criticize athletes a lot um, as far as, you know, this or that, or effort. They're an easy, they're an easy target like, when you think about it. You know, they're the an easy target, you know? Yeah. Well, they're in the media, you know, they're always out there. They're always doing something. Um, you know, they're all, you know, they're, they're, they're stars basically, but they don't act in movies. They act in, you know, exactly live action sports and, and yeah. And so it, but it puts them under a microscope. Now, some markets obviously, uh, are bigger. You know, if you, if you, if you're in New York, if you're in, uh, if you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, if you're, um, you know, the starting pitcher for the Yankees, biggest, if you're, the you biggest know, pressure you know, cooker like in this. all of sports. Is if you are captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs or goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, because that is that yeah. is I, you, I, I mean I that. I don't understand how. What's in that? Hockey, I'd say that's the biggest pressure. Yeah, I said hockey. I would say that's the you biggest know pressure even pressure. even beyond that, the how psychotic Canadian fans are for hockey. It's like it, it, it's it is right. it is. As popular as football is in this country, hockey is about two or three times more popular oh, yeah. in Canada than football is here in America. It's insane. Oh, 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I've I've been you know I used to do comedy. I used to go to every once in a while I have a day off or uh, you know there'd be an afternoon game. And I I remember one time I went to see the uh, Senators and 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 your New York Rangers play in Ottawa. Well, it was right outside of Ottawa, but anyways, and it was crazy. Like they just. Dude, they sat there and booed Yarmir Yager <laughs> so, so hard. Every time he touched the puck, it was like, Bleh, you suck. Yager was like, my mullet's so cool. <laughs> did, did you see that thing with him a few years ago where this uh, there's, there's uh, some model over in the Czech Republic. I guess he had a fling with her. And <laughs> probably at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if she is, I've probably seen her. Uh, she, <laughs> you're throwing me off track here, here man. She, uh, so she, you know, I guess they got done doing what they were going to do or whatever, and he decides, you know, he's an older guy. He passed out. So she snaps a, like a little selfie of the two. Yeah. Oh yes, and I did. So she was yes, she was trying yeah. to hold him, you know, trying to basically blackmail him, like, "Oh, I'm going to put this out there in public." And his response was like, "What? That I sleep with models? Go ahead, do it." Like, <laughs> yeah. Which I, I, yeah, and I never had anything against him, but yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, she was like, I mean, yeah, and she was. I know you're like you're talking about, and I don't remember her name, but yeah, very attractive woman. <laughs> and yeah, she took a picture of him sleeping in the bed and was like, Oh, if you don't give me money, I'll take, I'll show picture to everyone. Yeah. Go, art, seriously. Like, it was like, go ahead. People already yeah. know this about me. That's, you know, yeah. funny thing. A Funny thing about Yager, man. Did you know just, he is a, got a massive gambling problem? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's one reason why. Uh, well, yeah. But I don't know. That's one reason why, like, you know, with the caps and everything like that, and they end up trading them because he wanted more money. And they're like, we can't afford to pay you that. And he's like, exactly. I got this gamma problem. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, go to the Rangers then. So, what's uh, your what's your take on uh, the caps signing Lundquist? I was going to ask you the same thing. I thought what's it was I thought it was a brilliant move, man. I, I th- really. Well, the, one of the things um, that I will say is that I don't, because you know I, I'm a big fan of Braden Holby. I mean, he I was singing his praises, God, back around when my wife and I met, which was back my wife and I met on January first, two thousand twelve. So I remember literally being at her apartment and watching a game um, on her big ass <laughs> television that she swears I married her for, but I'm like. I'm like, no, it's just a bonus. And um, <laughs> but but <laughs> but I remember him making like just these crazy saves, and they were playing against Tampa. Uh, I think in Tampa, I believe. And the guy was just standing on his head, and he really just earned like my like. I'm like, all right, this kid, this kid, but she was at the time. I'm like, this kid is going to earn us the Stanley Cup. He's going to win us the Stanley Cup. Like if any goalie is going to want to stand, and, you know, and I've and I've been through, you know, Pete Peters, Mike Liu, Don Beaupre, you know, don't forget Jim Carrey, Byron Defoe, between, and 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 then uh, and Byron Defoe, and then uh, Ole Kolzig, and then 
uh, Neuvert looked like he was promising for a minute, and then all of a sudden he came on, came on uh, Holtby, and I was like, man, this this kid's got something. And you know, I remember when uh, when he made the save, as they call it in the um, Stanley in the in the Cup final. I looked at my wife and I was like, we have a shot to do I literally, this. I stopped watching that Stanley this. Cup final after he made that save. I stopped watching because I knew at that point the Caps were going to win it. My life as I knew it was going to be over. I was going to have to, I was going to have to somehow, <laughs> you know, find a way to get through all the stages of grief. And <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you wouldn't be able to walk because you know. Because all right. Well, we'll we'll get to all right. So let's let's not let's not put the uh, <laughs> cart before the dipshit. Um, let's... <laughs> no, but no, but um, one of the things was was you know. So I I always I loved Holby, uh, and I still do. I think he's a great player, and I'm going to root for him no matter where he plays. But a lot of things that were said about where he was um going to be going i knew he was going to go if he wasn't going to sign with bruce Simons washington i knew the cats he, i knew he was going to go to a western team probably somewhere from which i think you and i were talking about this the other night mm-hmm. you know somewhere closer to home you know he's a midwestern canadian boy so it doesn't surprise me he signed with vancouver and, and it's not a bad team for him to go to and i think they got a great deal because they signed him at four point five million a year, which is about half of what the Caps thought they were going to have to sign him for, and now I'm like, well, what the fuck? He picked, he picked so, the worst possible time to become a free agent, and it's not his fault, but it's just you know that's just did. that's how it all uh, that's how it all shook out for him, unfortunately. Yeah, and it did, um, but at the same time. To have a God, my, oh my God, we're getting all these people who are listening to my show. Are oh, like, this 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 is going to devolve into like nerd hockey much. talk very quickly, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, I'll have six listeners for this episode. It'll be fun. That a one fifty or seven or twenty four. It's it goes up and down so much, but um, no, but it it, it uh, for to sign Henrik Lundqvist. Not only was it um, one of the most surprising things that I'd ever seen as far as Mm -hmm. what has happened in Capitals history, um, but also, I mean, it's it's a good move. You got a young goalie, Ilya Samsonov. He's going to need some guidance as far as uh, leadership and stuff like that. You had a logjam in New York with the Rangers where they had two young goalies that were both fighting. So, yeah, I mean, he was going to have to go somewhere. If you had told me, you know, two months ago, you know, I'm on vacation in North Carolina and you were, you've called, you just sent me a text that said, Henry Lundquist is going to sign with the Rangers. Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> and that had been the end of it. And then we would have had another conversation about something else. And, but yeah, I, I, I think I do. I think it's a great move. Um, he wants to win a Stanley Cup. He deserves to win a Stanley Cup. I think he's a great goalie. The fact that he's been a year in the in the league for so many years is absolutely, you know, he's an amazing. The biggest amazing problem, goalie. the biggest problem and, he ever had, John. The biggest problem no, he ever not. had was that he played for the Rangers. That was the biggest problem he ever had. Because if there's one thing the Rangers know how to do, it's to take a goalie in his prime 
never give him the right type of defense, never give him the right type of scoring, and expect him to win you every single game by making 50 saves. That's That's been the Rangers' mentality for as long as I've been watching hockey, and there was only one year that that actually worked out. Yeah, but didn't they, they had like even even that '94 team, as stacked as that team was <laughs> that the Rangers had in '94, yeah. it still took them seven games, and they almost lost to Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vancouver's a good team that year, though. But yeah, they. I mean, they. <clears throat> but yeah, I just, I just, I just thought it was weird. I mean, I'm, what? I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's crazy to like. I've, I've sat there, and I've watched some videos and stuff like that, and like. Lundqvist is like, you know, I know Lundqvist. Like how <laughs> Lundqvist. Uh, I, <laughs> Lundqvist. I've, I've actually watched video of him, and he's just wearing like a Caps practice jersey. It's weird looking, isn't it? It's so it's, weird looking. It's just so weird to. It's so weird to see like his name on the back of the jersey, uh-huh. and it's even though it's just like the the practice logo, it's just like the fuck twenty twenty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like it's just. This year I, I, been I'm, I was actually <laughs> I was happy that like I thought he was going to retire. I figured he was just going to retire. So that's it. I've had a good run because the worst thing, at least for me, would have been like seeing him go to a team like Detroit or something like that. That's just God awful. But he wanted to play, you know, and, and don't end your career yeah. that way. The fact that he's going to, you know, however many games they end up playing this year, whether it's 48, 52, 60, something like that, he's going to play a decent amount of them, you know, and and the Caps have a good enough team. Yeah. The thing with the Caps, yeah. though, they just got to play defense. That's the thing they ran into last year. They stopped playing defense when they needed to play defense. You have decent goaltending. You should be able to make a run. Well, it helps that they got rid of Todd Reardon and uh... – they should. They should have never have been in that position to begin with. How? How? Well, no, but but this is the thing. This is the thing. Uh, and I think you and I might have been talking about this back a few weeks ago when we were talking about this, and it was um, I was equating it to uh, Todd Reardon. Oh, excuse me. So so it was Barry Trotz, but I, I was equating mm-hmm. it to uh, Jimmy Johnson getting fired from Dallas after they won two two Super Bowls. And, you know, and, 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 the, and the big thing with that was, was that, you know, apparently Jimmy Johnson didn't acknowledge or say something to Jerry Jones at a party. And it's like, if I owned the Dallas Cowboys back in the nineties and, you know, Jimmy Johnson's like, Hey John, you're an asshole. I'd be like, yeah. all right, go with me. No Super Bowl, Keep going. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. And so for you to sit there and, you know, you've had a goal, uh, a coach that has coached your team to not only multiple winning seasons, but also gotten them out of the gutter, gotten them to play together. Because, as you know, I mean, you got to play together. Look at what he did with Ovechkin. He got Ovechkin to buy into his system. All those years with all those other coaches, it was always the the only knock on Ovechkin was that he never played a complete 200-foot game. He never came back on defense. He didn't back check enough. Trotz got him to buy into that system, and that's why they won. I mean, it's 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 that simple. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I love uh, one of the um, speeches I saw that if you watched uh, one of the well, I don't know which one it was, but it was one of the documentaries about when the Caps won the cup, and he um, 
hits trots and he's standing there in the locker room and he goes, look to the guy to your left and look to the guy to your right. Give them something to smile about today. And it was just like that mentality. Like, that's what you, that's, you know, like that's what you need as a coach. That's what you need on a team. You know, you got to want to play, not just for yourself. You got to want to play for your teammates. You got to want to perform to make these other guys enjoy what they're doing. Look at what he's done with the Islanders in the, in the two years he's been there. That is on paper. That is a terrible team. Absolutely terrible team. And he's got them not only into the playoffs two times in a row, he got them within what, two games of going to the Stanley cup finals, this go round. I mean, you know, never should have let that guy go. Never should have let him go. No. And, and the thing is, is they that just like, really and the thing is exactly. like the money can't count against the salary. Cap. You know, you just, the crazy thing about it is money. you'll look back on this, you know, 10 years from now and you'll look at those teams that the caps had, you know, starting in probably about what, 2010, 2011 through, you know, you know, however long this little run goes for, you know, you're going to say to yourself like, man, we could have won two or three. We should have won two or three, you know, what the hell happened, you know? And that's, Oh, they should have. Of course. Have of course. Now, that one year, now I'll say that one year when they ran into, uh, when they played the Canadians and they, that nobody, they weren't going to beat Halak. Yeah. For whatever reason, Halak decided he was just going to play, be on lockdown for like a week, you know? No, it was 2000. It was a 10. It was 10. Yeah. Yeah. 10. Yeah. No, well, I I knew I knew that they weren't going to win that. I I don't know. I had just had this sinking suspicion they weren't going to win that because they had lost the season series against the Canadians. Every game I'd watched that they had played against Canadians, they just they didn't look good. Um, even though I think I think they won one of the four games that year, and they won it barely. Um, and it was off of like a weird bounce off of like the linesman's yep. leg. Yep. And the puck went. You know. You know what I mean? Like it went in. It went to somebody, and they. Went and they shot it in. It was just like, okay, you know, <clears throat> Carey Price had misplayed it or whatever. And it was just like, this is not going to be good. And I remember I was sitting at the, I was sitting there watching uh, whatever deciding game it was. But I remember sitting there at the, the Funny Bone in Virginia Beach. And I had, the game had started. I watched the first bit of it. And they were like, okay. I was like, shit. All right. I got to go on stage. And this is a true story. I just uh, I went down, <clears throat> had to go on stage. I went up, I did a set. I was supposed to do like twenty five. Because you wanted to get you wanted to get off and watch that game, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I applied at eighteen. You know? And uh, yeah, and I just I was like, all right, I'm done. And I just uh, yeah, and I went I went back upstairs because the. <clears throat> funny bone of Virginia Beach is two levels I went back upstairs to the green room and I shut the door and I remember at one point like uh, one of the servers you know because the servers like they take care of the comics in the green room and one of the <laughs> servers came in and was like hi can I get, get the fuck out <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's like cats were down like four to two or something and I was, uh, yeah I felt <laughs> bad about at her, but then again she was kind of bitchy so yeah you know, it's a two-way street, man. It's a two-way street. You can't. Yeah, but yeah, they, they, but they definitely could have. And I feel like you know, trots with them, they could have had a run. They could have had a run. But yeah, Lundqvist being in a Caps uniform is one of the weirdest things. 
I've seen in sports lately, but then again. Yeah, no, definitely. I, it's all been that way, you know. I mean, baseball's no fans, football's no fans. It's just, you know, the NFC East, you know. How sad, team John, how sad is that right now? It. I mean, the Giants, <laughs> the Giants beat the Eagles this week and got to, was it's, it three and seven or whatever? And they're like half a game out of first place. Like, that's just, that's so sad. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, whoever wins the NFC East is definitely going to uh, not do anything. <laughs> I mean, they'll get to host one. Home they get the right. They get the right to be either pummeled by like, Seattle or pummeled yeah. by Arizona. Take your pick. You know, it's like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I was watching the uh, Seattle Arizona game uh, before we started recording tonight. Which by which uh, well I'll do the intro before the thing but we're here on uh, Thursday 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 what fucking yeah. day is it Thursday right um, better be shit <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't yeah, I, you be. didn't do the Spanish yeah, thing either man all right um oh, I was I was looking forward well, to, no, to be able to do my Telemundo voice nineteenth oh, yeah day? is it the nineteenth or the twentieth it's the nineteenth all right so. All right, I'll let you enjoy this, but I'm going to do an intro to it. So this is the uh, episode uh, number 24 with my buddy Dustin Romano. 24 is the, as they say in the old Espanol language. And uh, here we are on November 19th, 2020. Noviembre! Vente, vente. Oh. Do you remember yes. when Carlos at the ring yes. put it on um, Telemundo <laughs> TV on the, the, the ring? <laughs> I know people out there. So, all right. So, Carlos was a guy from Peru. He was a very hard worker. He worked at the ice rink. Basically, he just he sharpened skates. Which is why he had the, they the greatest nickname ever. He wasn't just Carlos. Um, he was super Carlos. Exactly. And, um, but I remember he would sometimes in the mornings or whatever, or the evenings, what he would put on a Telemundo because we had cable, we had a TV in the, in the lobby of the ice rink and he would put on Telemundo and he would stand there watching <laughs> it. And a guy named Steve. <laughs> this is, this is such an inside thing right now. Like nobody gets this, but for the two of us, it's like, it's like it, this, this is Gold, I know, man. I know. <laughs> but a guy named Steve, and I won't say his last name, but he was a uh, little bit of a religious zealot, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> didn't like Yep, don't like it. Don't need it on like you. Don't have to have it on. Oh my god! Right there, like, what the fuck is that? What are they talking about? All right. Uh, shit, I'm like crying, laughing. Um, <laughs> so let's. Are we gonna get to everything? All right. Well, you could make, you know, you could make this a two-part right, episode. Where are Um, I don't know. Split it in half. You're, you're the, you're the, you're the podcast the master. 
No, I'm not. I, <laughs> one of the things I've been talking to people on the East Coast about, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> no name droppings. Uh, no, we got that was minutes. you know um, I I'm hiring. what do you think? I'm gonna miss him because if there was one thing that guy had, in it, which was so refreshing to see, right. he had such a passion for the game. And it wasn't forced. It wasn't corny. It wasn't. It wasn't like some of these people, you know, where, where you can tell that they're they're just they're they're forcing enthusiasm. That guy loved the game. Yeah, his 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 knowledge was was absolutely. Um, uh, and he wasn't annoying with it either. That's the thing. As, like know, like Pierre, his, come on, his, Pierre Pierre Maguire. That's the most annoying, well, knowledgeable person you've ever run well, into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just. Uh, Oh. I feel like with Pierre Maguire, he basically picks a team and just talks about them nicely all all night. <laughs> and I swear it's like he flips a coin. When he was like, okay, which team am I going to root for tonight? Boop. Okay. Oh, <laughs> penguins. Pe- fuck it, Penguins. <laughs> I already decided. I didn't even need to flip a coin. Here's a trivia question for oh, you. Do you know what Pierre yeah, Maguire's actual name? real na- first name is? No. <laughs> uh, Justin Romano. <laughs> <laughs> yes. His actual real first name is Regis. Regis. Regis right. Pierre oh, Maguire. Regis, huh? Oh, Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> His parents must have not wanted him. <laughs> there was there was someone... I can name him Regis. There was someone a few I'll years ago in Philadelphia who right behind sure. you know that little box that he's in for every single game, actually behind there had a, had a sign that just said, shut up, Regis. <laughs> like, it was, it was beautiful. I did see one, one time. It was a game I was actually at. It was, um, it was actually Caps and Rangers. Um, it was a game a few years ago, and it was like the Sunday before my birthday. It was back a few years ago, and NBC Sports was covering the game, and so you know, Magu- Pierre Maguire was there, and you know, whatever. And um, I don't, I don't know if they were showing it on. But anyways, they. <laughs> <laughs> this one lady was holding a sign that said Pierre knows nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and like yeah. literally, it was like right there. Like he was literally like right there. Like he was standing in the box, and he just said Pierre knows nothing. It, it reminds like, you. It reminds you of professional wrestling in a way. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's like so he insulting. is so he is so despised by pretty much everyone yeah. that it, it's it's he's that universal heel. And it just right. everyone's got some sort of sign to make fun of them. Everybody's got oh, it just. But going to Doc Emmerich because now somehow this went all to Pierre Maguire. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to Doc Emmerich. Going gonna, back uh, to one of your other episodes. Uh, yeah. Okay. If I would just could one time hear him just make a call that somebody mm-hmm. boobed it on a play, like in the Doc Emmerich voice, just you know. <laughs> who's nets off behind the net oh he boobed lot, yeah. it he boobed it <laughs> be beautiful <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I just thought it was funny because I started looking up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking up like you know boob tube. Yeah. So, and like, why? Like, why do they call it a boob tube? And then they know those boobs like stupid, you know, like boob, like being like stupid content on TV. And if you watched it, you were a boob. And then, but also, and then I started looking back at the history. And it's one of the things I really love about doing with the with the podcast is that it. I like sharing with my listeners about like just silly, stupid facts that they will probably go to work <laughs> or and buzz like, winkles or something like that. Why yeah. the fuck am I thinking about boobs? <laughs> All right, um, buzz winkles. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the name of my new production company. Sounds buzz like winkles. it could be a male strip club um, too. To be honest with you, like. <laughs> Yeah, probably, probably good. Stage I, three, I, Dakota. Uh, here at Buzzwinkle. Somewhere in Alaska or some shit. Which is... <laughs> yeah. No, it's a male. I don't think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, give it up for Ryan. Like, Ryan? Who? Who's using your real name? No, yeah. I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> All right. Knock yourself out there. There we go. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, Jock, that would be a good one. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> Some guys like, yeah, I want to be patent pending. Um, can that be my? Can that be my dancer name? Patent pending. Like, do, do you know what you did? Even you ever? Are? Did you ever go with any on a, with us on any of those? I don't think you uh, did those hockey trips we know, took I up did. to Montreal. I don't think you were. I did not do the mantra. I I, I did do uh, comedy. In you did the one. You did the one to Lake Placid, though, right? Do, uh, the hockey trip. God, see, I've heard uh, so no. many stories about that trip. I was I was I was too yes. young to go on it. Yes, like I just, oh, oh, please! I heard about that bus ride. You didn't miss anything. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Shit. Now you got me. All right. So we're gonna be in a little extra long episode on today. So all right. Um. Which my buddy with Dave, I did about ninety minutes, but that was a whole other story. But um, yeah, so okay, yeah, th- th- this is this that that complements the story perfectly. Open. That's that's a great start. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, uh, it's I don't know what forty people <laughs> on a tour bus. It starts snowing in Virginia, and. Uh, 40 of us pile our, you know, our clothes, our hockey equipment onto the bus. We start driving. Um, and then uh, we start driving. <laughs> and we're driving, we're driving. And of course, the, the trip is because it's a big snowstorm. So the trip's taking forever. What should have taken us nine hours, took us like 14 or some crazy shit like that. <clears throat> but at one point, uh, I decided, I don't know why, but I decided to drink a couple Foster's oil cans, some shots of bourbon. I don't know what, I don't know what it was. Um, They weren't Mike's Hard Lemonade at the time. They were called something else, but it was a similar product. And then uh, then I decided... And I decided to smoke some weed. The debauchery that went on on that bus, just, just the sheer... And then... Well, that's, I mean, that plus no, what, it was passing around drinking was, and puking. Who had the gold schlager? Yeah. yeah. No, was it, was it gold schlager? That might have been what it was. 
something like that did me in. <laughs> but I ended up throwing up in my uh, my ex girlfriend's pillowcase. <laughs> so if anybody wants to know that about me, they just found out. Um, yeah. <laughs> you ever want to have a good conversation? <laughs> I think I think my favorite story coming out of that trip, and again, it's a <laughs> goddamn shame I wasn't able to go on that. Was uh, nobody realized that they don't pump the toilet out until you get to the destination, and the river, the river of filth that just was. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact you guys are in a bad. snowstorm and John broke the window. Pretty bad. So it's blowing snow in the the bus the whole time, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dagger. Yeah, like the window was like, he couldn't get it to close all the way. So it's like blowing. Luckily, I was in the back, but I was like curled up, which <laughs> at this point, I'd already thrown up in my ex girlfriend's pillowcase. And um, so I was just trying to just stay warm. And I had a somebody had literally yeah. put a blanket on me, and I was just laying there. And I'm next to uh, to Albie, and I was like, "Dude, all I'm hey, saying is you reek like right now. Head. Like you just you gotta." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "Shut up, shut up, man, shut up." And then I just remember I looked, I cracked my one eye open, <laughs> cracked one eye open. And I saw like there was like a line of people <laughs> just standing there, looking to go into the bathroom, and they were they were all about to do the same thing that I had done. Just you know, I chose to use a pillowcase, <laughs> or the, it was a plastic bag. But the moral to the story after that, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm you're, sure my mom's. You're well past the statute bed. of limitations where they can do anything. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but also the other. I mean, what what do what do people think goes on with these men's league hockey trips? I mean, it's just like (laughs) we were. Do you remember? uh, Yeah, uh, remember uh, on the Ducks uh, that guy Dave. So we're at a. uh, We took a trip out to one of the last trips we took from from the rink was uh, out to Vegas, for because you know. Yes, actually. I saw Ledoux, Chuck Ledoux. Uh, if that was from the same trip, because he was, yeah, he, he got messed up on that trip too. The uh, so Sherwood, he decides it was like the it was like it was the, I think it was the last night we were out there. He decides that he's gonna just. Oh, this! If you would have been there for this, it would have made it all worthwhile, man. It would have. He ends up drinking himself just silly and we're at this we're at this like small little dance club that was like right or was attached to the hotel we were staying at and he decides he's gonna get start two-fisting coronas and then i don't know the best way to put this he takes his nuts out and has them hanging outside of his pants and just starts going on the dance floor <laughs> like, <laughs> literally <laughs> And I'm sure, and none of my listeners are like my listeners are probably like who what who the fuck are these people? But if you know if you know someone me, who plays adult league hockey, this you know. He's the guy. Yes. Who, 
was exactly great but and was, was willing to take his nuts out shit. in the middle of a dance floor <laughs> while two fisting coronas you fast forward 10 yeah. minutes later he's at the bar his nuts yeah. are back in his pants thankfully and he's swearing that somebody drugged him We we had to get him, we had to get him back up to the room and he's he sitting on the bed and he, no, he gets up on the bed all of a sudden he looks around and he goes I can hear colors I can fucking hear colors like <laughs> <laughs> no no he's not on acid I've done that I I, <laughs> I, I, I well mushrooms I could hear colors when I was doing mushrooms I swear. It was one of those things where you're like, yeah, I can hear Calorie <laughs> and Metallica. What's those, going on? Those hockey trips, though, man, those things back in the day, I mean, that's one of those things you can't do at our age now. There's no way we could we could do that crap. There's just no way. Oh, fuck no. There's no way I would want to, but also no way I could. I mean, I was telling Liz not long ago, I was just like, yeah, she's like, what? She's like, well, you know, I'd love to see you play hockey. And I'm like, the level of the league that I would have to play in now in order just to be competitive, <laughs> I would literally have to play with like, hey, how's it going, John? Like, yeah, like, oh, we got we got a rookie. Like, I'm 46. Like, oh, how old? Hey, are I you? mean, like, oh, Todd. Todd was telling me. I think they're all they're down to like uh, Masters D two or something like that at this point. So you know. <laughs> there's there's always hope, man. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I could, I don't even, yeah. My knee and my back couldn't take anymore, but that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> well, this has been a fun flashback through memory lane. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. What was the, um, so I made a note on here and, uh, which my wife has not brought me a shot at all. <laughs> you better hope this is one of those episodes she doesn't listen um, to. What do I pay her for? I, um, <laughs> no, she'll hear and she'll laugh. She'll be fine. She's good like that. Um, that's why I married her. Um, yeah. So that's the other thing. It's like, I, I tell my friends, you know, my wife is, and you've heard her on the show before and stuff like that. You know, she's not like the wife on Everybody Loves Raymond. She's not like, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's times where she's like screaming at me, like, "What the frig are you doing?" But uh, just say, "I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let you keep talking yourself into a corner here. Don't worry, not, I'm not gonna say anything." Well, yes. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> no, 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 no. But <laughs> no, but she's not. Mm-hmm. She's not like. Like the wife, whenever she's not like that typical, typical '90s, early 2000 wife, where you know every episode she gets mad at you for doing something, and you got to. By the way, and I've like told that. you this before. Yeah. She's got a perfect radio voice. She really does. So. She does, and and uh, I've done some ad reads lately to do some voice stuff over stuff and uh, <laughs> anyways let's keep moving um right <laughs> I feel like she's gonna be making more money than me at this in, in no time but um uh but i have written down here but no but she no but she she will hear like a joke like that and she'll just laugh she won't she won't 
get all pissed. I can't believe you said that. My, you know, she won't see my wife does get mad at me. And she so, always says like, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, I haven't um, changed well, since we've met. Like, you knew I was going to like, like there, there's nothing, you know, like for whatever reason, you, <laughs> you, you chose this life. I don't know why I tried to warn you ahead of time. It was not going to be glamorous, but you know, thank more power to you. Yeah. I remember, I remember, um, cause do you remember we had this conversation like back a few months ago and you were like, yeah, I photographed proof that you were at my wedding. I'm like, and I was like, Oh, that's right. Yeah. No shit. All right. Um, <laughs> it was a messed up time in my life. I think that was the last. I just I remember, I remember talking to you at the, uh, like during the ceremony and you were pissed off because you, you took the wrong exit. This is, this is going to be some like Northern Virginia stuff right. here. You took the wrong exit and ended up on the greenway and had to pay an extra five bucks just to get back to the, get back to where you needed to go. Yeah. Like... yeah. Five fucking dollars just to go. Through it was, it was five bucks to go like half a mile making a U-turn. Like it's Fuck the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck no, they were. Fuck yeah. I lived there. <laughs> you were escorted. That and they made me leave. <laughs> they were like, you, you gotta, you gotta get out. Of <laughs> I was like, what do I do? They were like, uh, not pay rent. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Anybody hello? else? Hello. Oh, okay. okay. Bye. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah. Is this thing on? Okay, now? All right. That was pretty, that How was long ago did you it. leave Northern Virginia, by the way? It's, it seems like it's been a while. Um, uh, I moved down to... Uh, Jeez, man, the, that's insane. Richmond area when... Damn, uh, dude. 2005. I'm sure they do, too. This is, this is scintillating conversation sure for those who don't know us. <laughs> <laughs> people are like no, no i'm sure they're hanging on every word right now. now so uh thanks i'm sure like i have some listeners in like exactly yeah so i'm sure they're like fuck whatever i got nothing else to do i'm sitting in traffic but <laughs> people around here are probably like yeah i this was over 20 minutes ago uh whatever um yeah, no, but I, I, all right. So I have a, I forgot what. It oh was God, right okay. So I, have, I remember, I, I remember when you went out to when you went out to L.A. That was it. Was it one time or two times? Was it one or two times you went out there? I think it was the first time you went out there because I remember that was like a big deal. You're yeah, spending a week out there and you were going to be hitting all the spots, and you came back and you told me this whole. Oh, hey man, you had pictures. You, you have photographic watch. proof of that one of the improv. I remember that watch. <laughs> but you told me this hilarious story about how you ran into Gilbert yeah, Gottfried out there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, oh shit, where were we? I think we were. Yeah, I think it was the night I was at the improv, and um. I was like walking through the bar and he came walking by, you know, he's like kind of scrunchy face and Oh God, I can't remember. It's like, he's like all scrunchy face. And he was just like, 
hey, how are you? And I'm just like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, nothing. Gotta, I just try to get some water. <laughs> I need water. Who's got water? <laughs> so I'm not even doing the voice right right now, but. Yeah. He's like, I need some water. What do we... <laughs> he said, he goes, damn it. What was, I forgot what I was uh, going to tell you. He was just basically like, basically was just like, what's it? You got to get some water around here. I was just like, just uh, order water. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot that story now. God damn it. What it was, it was, oh, what the hell? It was him with a cigarette, right? Uh, yeah, and it was, ah, uh, fuck. I don't remember, but, yeah, all right. Well, ow. No. Sorry, man. I'm stretching you my have, back. If you ever have a chance, because there is an old ad that Gilbert uh, Godfrey did years ago for a product called Shoedini, S-H-O-E-D-I-N-I. It is, it is, I, I don't even know how to put it. Like they should have stopped yeah. doing advertisements after that because that one wins. Have you ever hurt yourself bending over to tie your shoes? <laughs> now you've got shoe Dee to help you. <laughs> I, I just can't. <laughs> fucking guy. All right. Well, we'll have to. Uh... Ah, shit. All right. We'll have to reminisce on that story because I I know I got you I got you bits and pieces of the story, but I don't want to half tell it. So we'll for those of you who are still left yeah. listening to us at this I point, gotta, I gotta, there's gonna be more. But that's like <laughs> there's gonna be more. Don't worry. Oh, zero of you. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. Yeah. No, man. Thank thanks for coming on the show. Um, absolutely, dude. I mean. Like I said, I mean it was uh, <clears throat> you were you and me's back in the day, right? So, um, but no, it, it was cool. And and um, like I said, one reason why I wanted you on the show is because I know that you are. Uh, you know, so I know that you're a funny guy. Also, you know, we talked about right now. Sports. Jeez, I couldn't. I mean, um, let's, let's someone from the NFC East. Let's let's have fun with that. Let's let's all go to Charlestown with some money right now and put it on that. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> No shit. Right. Put a dollar down on the No, I think uh, I think Kansas yeah, City. Kansas City is the one I'm gonna go with again. I just I, I can't I can't bet against them at this point. Right. Mahomes Mahomes is too good of a player. And I know they got issues on defense and everything like that, but okay. I mean watching the way Mahomes just can take over a game at this point, I can't bet against him. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think um, the Cardinals with Kyler Murray are looking pretty solid. But if Kyler Murray one more time when he does his um, his little option run and just runs with the ball towards the end zone with the ball just like stretched out in front of him in his hand one more time. It's a little I annoying, isn't it? Like it's a little. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look what I got. I got a Cadbury Easter egg. Like, you know, he's like, by the hey, by the way, sports yeah. sports gambling's coming to Virginia uh yeah. right in January. Outside, yeah. So I I think I think we got a new segment for your show, Dustin's well, Lock of the Week, which will make you bankrupt. 
I'll how to lose a couple hundred bucks in two minutes. Here you go. Awesome, buddy. Well, I could do, but well, I could tell you how to do that. I mean, I mean, there's various places you could go around and lose a couple hundred bucks in two minutes. I mean, you could also just give me two hundred bucks. That would, hey, you like know. you always say, though, if I'm, I'm not going to give it to you, give it to charity. You know. I know, I know. I was just, I was, yeah. I couldn't wait. Any this longer. is true. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that on the outtake, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> love you too, John. <laughs> yeah, I love you, man. I miss you, bro. Um, thanks for being on the show. I I definitely want to have you back. Yeah, hey, possible. definitely, man. And I'll, I'm uh, you know you know me. Anytime yeah, you need uh, me, any way you time. want it. That's the way so, you need yeah. it. Ah, there we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, John. Thanks again, man. All right. So, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen of the uh, John D. Podcast, <laughs> please give it up for Mr. Dustin Romano. <laughs> I love it. Works for me, man. <laughs> that's it. That's going to be your that's your stage name. I think if you were, I'd, if you no, I'd be Pecorino. In a, in a strip club, male strip, you could just be Romano. Right. <laughs> Pecorino. Well, that's, that sounds better. All right. <laughs> Love you, buddy. I got to go do some stuff. Um, and uh, Sounds good, man. Out. Thanks again. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Later. Man. And um, I'm going to talk to you real soon. Hey, everybody. How was that? Did you, did you have fun? Did you have fun listening to that? That was a good time, man. Sorry about the audio. I know I got a little wonky. I just, yeah, stupid freaking airplane mode and these, all these fancy electronics. So, yeah, uh, that was a good time. I had a good time with that conversation. And it was just, and that was fun. You know, Dustin's like, you know, I was saying in the interview that, you know, you know, Dustin's one of those people. You know, I, we used to do a lot of stuff together. We used to hang out all the time. And, you know, he's one of those people where, you know, you just, you haven't talked to him in, in what seems like forever. But, you know, you hang out for 10 minutes, you talk, and then it's just off to the races again. So, thanks so much uh, for listening uh and thanks dustin for coming on the show mr jace uh mr dustin romano <laughs> although liz said later on after i record the episode that it should have been dustin and he'll hear this uh dustin smith and doe like one word smith and doe so smith and doe yeah so <laughs> going mr incognito no but thanks to him for for uh coming on the show we'll have him back again soon good times all right Real quick, closing it up. Got uh, another guest coming on, probably ten. Well, it's gonna we're gonna be recording tonight, um, so we'll see when we get that out. I'll try to make sure the audio is a little better, and I'm working on it, people. I'm working on it. You know, it's a work in progress. I have some ideas in the works and some other things that are going on that are ways that I can improve it. As far as doing the remote, I mean, obviously, here in the studio, it's a little different than when you're recording through a through a phone or doing whatever. But, and that's where it comes down to it. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can, you know. You can also, well, one, like, subscribe, download, tell your friends. If you want to throw me a buck or two, there's listener support buttons that you can go to. <clears throat> but, as I always say, if it comes down to me or charity, 
who who does a dollar or two or what five bucks go to <clears throat> give it to the charity uh feeding america very important right now i actually was reading something the other day they really don't need more <clears throat> excuse me you can find your local donation center for any of them but any food bank but places like that really don't need money right now they need donations of actual food so bear that in mind um but also uh yeah so bear that in mind and and you know don't give them a couple things you know non-perishable items things that they can distribute to people because people need it right now no kids hungry uh let's see this week's shout out for that goes to nathan nathan um i didn't write down your last name but anyways um yeah nathan you know who you are uh thanks for reaching out to me telling me you gave 50 dollars to no kids hungry that's awesome man thanks uh that like i said i I always say it it's a it's a charity that's really near and dear to my heart because when i was a kid growing up i really knew um you know my family wasn't rich but we weren't that poor either and i literally you know i know for a fact that uh you know a lot of kids are you know they're virtual going to school virtual and you know a lot of kids growing up and but also present day i mean it's you know it's the truth you know their best meal of the day comes from when they are at school so no kids hungry uh but yeah thanks nathan that's 50 bucks man that's that's awesome all right, uh, and then another, of course, charity that's really near and dear to me is um, uh, is Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, so, of course, you know, our brave men and women who have gone, served our country, have now come back home. You know, they need assistance with physical and emotional and, you know, external and internal injuries. Um I guess you could say. And that's a very important time right now as well. So make sure Wounded Warrior Project. Make sure you make sure you hit them up as well. Um, I do have uh, Sarah. Sarah, thank you for giving $25 to the Wounded Warrior Project. Good job. Um, thank you very much. Like I said, if you want to support the podcast, that's great. Want to give me a buck or two, that'd be awesome. I can upgrade some stuff and do some other things. But comes down to me or the charity give it to the charity yeah john d comedy j-o-n-d comedy on twitter uh the john d podcast uh on facebook uh, also but also on twitter if you're on twitter just type in john podcast j-o-n podcast so uh also uh real quick i uh, want to add one more in there it's called coats for kids uh puritan cleaners in my local area and i'm sure there's other places in in your area, wherever you may be, because I don't have listeners that are all over the country. I'm proud to say, <clears throat> uh, a lot of these places they take your gently used coats, your brand new coats for kids, and they if they're used, they clean them, if brand new, you know, whatever. But and they just make sure that they get distributed to p- kids that need them, because you know what, kids, you know they gotta have coats, man. You know, who's never been cold listening that listens to this podcast? We've all been there. We've all done it. Uh, so yeah, so coats for kids, uh, you can look them up online. I had, I had written down, uh, they have a website, but just type in coats for kids. You'll be fine. All right. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you to my buddy, Dustin, who came out. He'll be on the show again. 
And uh, I got to go because my wife just texted me that dinner's ready. So <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to episode number 24, 24 of the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, guys.